What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. You know, so he's... He does only whitetail hunting and tree stands and stuff, which is polar opposites of what we do out here. Right. So he was uh, just asking about that, and then we talked about family. He's a little bit younger, so he doesn't have kids, or he's never been married, or anything yeah. like that. So he doesn't really know. But yeah, I, I don't know, me. man. Having kids, you have a kid, right? I got three. You three, have three kids. I have three boys, and the lady I'm with's got a baby girl. Well, not baby. She's three probably smarter than i am but a little girl <laughs> super smart it's ridiculous uh-huh it's crazy to see because i got a i got a i want to say he's four i don't even know is that bad it could be <laughs> but i mean it could be fine too yeah so he's wyatt's my youngest he's he's four and then everett's my middle he's six and then gavin's my oldest he's nine uh-huh and uh Everett, the youngest, is, they're almost the same age as Casey's kid, and uh, Scarlett's three, and she's just as smart as my six-year-old, if not smarter. Just super smart, able to read already and all that stuff, able to put words together. Really? Yeah, it's insane to see the growth that a female has at that age as opposed to a yeah a male I feel like it, you can hear me breathing when I'm in this no you're good all right <laughs> make cuz <'cause laughs> every everything's so much more it's uh, so different elevated yeah. in yeah. the ears for sure for sure yeah you have no kids no 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 not you not know a, I'm not not that you know of not that I know of and that's why I won't do 23 and me yeah right that's oh the genealogy one yeah yeah until after I've moved out of LA for 18 years yeah then yeah, I'll do get it. out of that yeah then I'll do good. it after 18 years yeah. in LA my uh the lady I'm with her ex her ex's dad did it and a whole bunch of his like random kids Unclaimed started popping kids. Up. yeah yeah I think there's I like a, three or four of them I have a really a really close friend who is God, he must be in his 60s, in his late 60s. And he did it like two years ago just to find out about himself and mm-hmm. found out he has a daughter. Yeah. It's That's, like, you know, in her 40s or something yeah. like that. No big deal. Yeah. You know, it just. I've missed 40 years of your life. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, he never even knew that somebody had gotten pregnant. Yeah. And, you know, so like there was. It happens so There's much never nowadays. an opportunity for him to even know that he had had a kid and. That's where I'm at right now, and yeah. I just wouldn't want to find out. Well, someone is. You almost feel obligated at that point. Under or at, Some people will feel obligated to be like, "Hey, uh, yeah. By the way, here's Daddy. Daddy's home." Yeah, man. I and so, anyways. I mean, I I I I'm not even sure right now if I if I want to have kids. My life is so go 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 and on the road yeah. and all that, and it's not that. I wouldn't want to s- sacrifice the ability to do that. Um, I mean, a lot of my work keeps me on the road, so it's mm-hmm. kind of just, <laughs> yeah. You know, no, in, order, I feel you. in order to have an income, it's it's extremely paramount. But um, I just don't know. 
for me, if I want to bring children into this world and where it is right now. Oh, right now it's you know what the I mean? circus for sure. It's a fucking crazy circus. It is weird to yeah. say the least. Yeah. My kids, my kids are just cooped up at the house and they're yeah nuts. And I only get to see them half the time. Mm-hmm. So mom has them the other half. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's a whole different story, but which we probably don't need to go into. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's kind of just a bad soap opera. Yeah, that's, but that's how it goes. Man. Yeah. You know, that's sometimes it works out all right, and sometimes it doesn't. You yeah, know, and, for and, sure. And, uh, you know, for me, it, it, I thought about being a stepdad mm-hmm. at a, a point. In my life. And That's where I, I dove right into that. Uh-huh. My ex had two kids prior to me. Oh, really? So we had five boys in the house. That is a lot of... A lot of testosterone. Yeah, a lot, lot of, of young boys. Yeah. Just and they're they're old. I mean, the oldest now, his name is Michael. He's 17. Uh-huh. And then Nicholas is 14. Uh-huh. So going like... And I knew them when they were really young, so... Seeing them grow up, I kind of already know what to expect from my boys. Yeah. And then uh, dealing with the teenagers' years and stuff like that, I'm just waiting for <laughs> that with my boys. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. The defiance is just absolutely ridiculous. Totally there. Like I mean, 100%. you and I would both know we yeah. were defiant as hell. So oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah. So it's going to be... Reckless. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Be like, hey, um, can you pick me up down here? Or just, <laughs> just those late night calls or whatever, you know? Yeah, I think one of the, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of laundry lists of bad things I put my parents through. But one thing that I can sit here and say, like, for sure, I know it was Christmas 2000 or Christmas 2001, December 22nd. Um, I was uh, a homeschool. I was at uh, I can't remember what you call it, but uh, basically homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, I go for an hour. Independent a week. study. Independent is, study. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I go for an hour a week. Came home, or it was in the middle of the week or something, and uh, I had ended up getting arrested at their house. Um, <laughs> you know, three days before Christmas. Yeah, and I was in there for. 35 days or wow. something like that, but super awesome Christmas present. Yeah. You know, here, mom and dad, your <laughs> happy 15 Merry year old, Christmas. 14, 15 year old son is <laughs> getting locked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole. Yeah. No, I mean, you got to get it out when you're young. Yeah. Which, you know, and I'm super fortunate. I yeah. Did. You know, I, I, I stopped drinking. I've never had a legal drink in my entire life. No shit. Never. I stopped drinking when I was 19. Stopped smoking pot. Good on you, man. Everything else by the time I was 19. and That's impressive. Yeah, man. It's uh, It's been a wild ride ever since. And You're very coherent, like, throughout all everything that's going on. You're able to experience it. Yeah. Like, that life high and everything. Constant living on a life high, yeah. which is really interesting, and especially when... I get to go do, like, all these crazy hunts and all this yeah. crazy stuff. You know, you get back to camp, and, like, 90% of the time, everybody's 90%. getting trashed at the oh, end yeah. of the day, you know? Yeah. And I'm not, so I'm fully present. Yeah, well, you get all those stories, too, and you, yeah. everybody's like, I don't, I don't remember that. And yeah. like, well, 
Let me tell you. Yeah, this people burning down the desert. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. But anyways, man, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, my name's Austin, Austin Caldwell. Um Yeah, father, outdoorsman, been bow hunting for twenty years. I was a bird dog for my dad basically when I was nine. Got in the outdoors that way. Um, he's from Southern Florida, Hialeah area. So he grew up in the Everglades, catching alligators and snakes and all that stuff. So that kind of brought cool. the wild side to everything. And my mom's German. Um, her parents came from Germany and um, kind of bounced around. They were in Canada for a while and then they came down here and they had my mom down here. And, um, so she's more of the proper person, and my dad's kind of that rough and wild, wild card kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I got three boys um, with a lady now that's got a girl, so four kids in the house. And uh, nothing super special. I mean, I just like... <laughs> You just, just have lo- a passion for them. Yeah, I just, I just love it, man. Whenever I don't got my kids, I'm outdoors. Or I'm helping people doing that stuff, building bows for people, talking people through whatever needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think Casey, the lady I'm with now, I don't think she likes it too much. But whenever it's deer bear season, I'm basically gone when I don't have the kids. She's got to be accepting of it, though. If oh, she, yeah. She, it was funny because last year, deer season happened, and I was able to, I tagged out pretty quickly with my deer. And I've always wanted to bow hunt bears. Just always wanted to do it. And when I was married, I couldn't do it. I didn't really get to do a lot when I was married. But um, I was talking to her about it one day, and she was just like, why haven't you done it? I'm like, well, that's a very good question. <laughs> it's like, well, there's this, 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 and this. And it's like, well, just grab a few things and drive up and see if you can't. You either do a day hunt or. So she pushed you out the she door. She pushed me out the door. She's yeah, like, she's a workaholic though, so yeah. she likes her kind of like by herself. Yeah, but that's huh? awesome of her to support you. It's like so that. awesome. That I has to be like a breath so of fresh much. air. You oh, know it's I mean? it's the most amazing thing. She's super sportive. She. She pushed me to do the social media thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Which your social media is? Uh, Cali Bow Hunter. Mm-hmm. I've got a website, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm on Instagram 99.9% of the That's time. That's most of it. Yeah. And that whole s- technology isn't really my friend, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I, try, yeah, I tried to it. set up Instagram first, and then I set up Facebook, and then Facebook tried to s- set up an Instagram. And so... I had to shut down the Facebook, Instagram, and do, it's just a fiasco. So, eventually, I'll have to deal with that. But she set, had me just push me, and she keeps pushing me. And she's she set up a bunch of different businesses herself. So she kind of has been helping me with stuff like that. Entrepreneurial. And, yeah, yeah. She's she's way smarter than I am. I I'm just lucky enough to have her in my life, and. Um, one day she's just like, why don't you go this weekend? You don't got the kids. Just go bear hunting. So I really didn't have much anything else than just my standard camping stuff, like the little uh, camp stove with the propane one pound 
propane and I slept in my truck. I drove up into B zone up um, just west of Elk Creek, between Elk Creek and like Lake Pillsbury area mm-hmm. and camped out there. My buddy was telling me that his he's been hunting in that area and seen bears. So I was like, I'll just kind of go up there and check it out. And happened to see, like I was talking earlier, those two bears. Yeah. Um, didn't, I wasn't able to connect on those, but going up by myself was just something different. Because coming from before the divorce, it was, we had three kids. Well, I had three kids with my ex-wife, and then she had two kids prior to me. So at any given day, we had three kids, and then every other day, we had five. Mm-hmm. So it's just, a lot of kids. oh my God. And then you're working full time. She's working full time. It was just mayhem <laughs> all the time. And I mean, it's kind of like a standard thing here. And, um, being able to just go out in the woods by yourself. I mean, you, you know, it's absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's one of the most amazing things. In the it's world. the only way that I can survive because that's like 100% decompression. Yeah. You don't have to deal with all the BS or anything like that. It's just you, and you make your own decisions. You don't have to ask anybody about anything like that. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love not having my phone, just kind of going off grid for a while. And the second trip, I was out of self service for 16 hours in case he was losing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she's like. I, I get back into service to a point where I know I'm only going to have service for a couple minutes. And I call her and say, hey, I'm all right. I'm alive. And she's like, well, I already had the vehicle packed and I was about to drive up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm all right. Don't worry about it. If you don't hear from me at the this time reach, tomorrow. Man. So I picked up the inReach on Chris, uh, during Christmas last year yeah. after season had already ended. So I have it this year. Mm-hmm. I'm able to get everything squared away then. So I'll be golden then. Yeah, the inReach is super, super handy for a lot of purposes like that, even if you only have, you know, a limit of 20 messages a yeah. month or something like that. So I I got, like, the, the second or, like, the mid-level one. I'm mm-hmm. probably going to bump it up to the, the top one. And then with that, because I don't have it as a commercial one where you have to pay monthly. It's whenever you use it or whatever. Yeah. So I have it set up like that. And, um... Yeah, that thing's going to be a game changer for sure. Are you using a mini or which size? No, I had the full size one. Mm-hmm. The mini with my big old sausage fingers and dealing Dude, with that. It syncs directly to, to your phone. cell phone and you use it like a text message. I'm going to probably have to look into that eventually and give that big one to my pops or something like that. Cause I use the mini. It's I really like it. It's lightweight, convenient. Yeah, I have the big one and it fits in my, my bino harness oh, pops perfect. on the side. So it's not super inconvenient, but it, it's pretty bulky. Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day, really, it's about whatever works for you. And if that works for you best, I mean, Yeah. The screen's nice, having a big-ass screen on it. Yeah. That works for me. My screen is not big. No. It's about the size <laughs> of a quarter. <laughs> you know, this one's like a three-inch screen or something like that. It's a decent size. It works quite well. Uh-huh. So, I'm happy about that, and I'm just happy that I'm able to do that. And I'll just kind of give ease of, or peace of mind to family members and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so why Cali bow hunter? There's not. I mean, from California, obviously, born and raised, mm-hmm. and growing up. Well, I guess from nine to twelve, I was shooting like rabbits, squirrels, all small game. It's all rifle, and then I did hunt 
with my bow around here when I was 12. But I did a lot of hunts. My dad bought a bunch of guided hunts. We did hunts with uh, Buck and Bulls Outfitters out of Utah. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a rifle hunt. We did a bunch of rifle hunts. And um, for the last 10 to 12 years now, I've only done bow hunting. And With your dad? Uh, my dad or just was, in general? Just in general. My okay. dad was... Um, he actually had both of his soldier, shoulders replaced. Oh. So he can't really pull his bow back very well anymore. Crossbow. I see, he's got his ego. He, <laughs> does, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to do that handicapped hunter thing. Um, I've been trying to push him to do that, and he just doesn't want to do it. Yeah. So It's he, funny how that works, how a lot of dudes oh, are like, I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, not going to happen. It's yeah. like, well... We could lower the pound. Just like, no, I'll get it. I'm like, you're gonna mess yourself up even more if you just keep on doing it. Just set it aside, do your crossbow, or even drop the poundage because he's at he's at seventy seventy pounds. You can kill anything at fifty pounds or sixty. Yeah, I ran into the similar issue with my dad, but so my dad always built his own recurves, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, his recurves were always 50 or 60 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what his shoulder injury necessarily was, but for whatever reason, um, he became pretty limited as far as, you know, drawing back a recurve at 50 or 60 mm -hmm. pounds. And I think it was 2011, and we were going to hunt Nevada Desert. And I'm out taking shots that are, you know, 50, 60, 70 yeah. yards. And he is like, what <laughs> yeah you, and that's an old school way of thinking yeah. too i mean back in the day 40 yards was far 40 yards with a recurve was well, a poke, 40, man it, that still is a poke still in is my a poke. eyes but you know what's so amazing about i mean he can do it yeah he can hit pie plates all day at 40 yards with it well he could then he yeah could then I, I haven't seen him pick up a recurve anyways long story short i ended up convincing him to pick up a bow mm -hmm. and he got his first compound bow for after you know the hunting forever. since he was 25 so yeah. hunting since 1975 2000 and whatever it was was yeah, when he first picked up his years. compound <laughs> <bow>. <laughs> you know it's like oh my god man the 30, technology 36 nowadays years, is just yeah. nuts yeah. it's absolutely nuts because I mean an average shot around here starts at 40 yards and it goes 60 70 like you're saying yeah, yeah. and I mean bows you're proficient at that you can easily shoot that with no issues. Mm -hmm. Just so, you, and now you were saying you build bows or you help. People I'll help build, build bows. bows. Yeah. Um, Do you have like a bow press? I or? have a bow press. Yeah, I okay. got one of those easy green presses, and I got just a little setup in my backyard that I can do that. I actually, my first job was at a gun shop in the town I grew up in, Campbell, and um, build bows. Well, they picked up. Um, all the archery stuff from a shop down the street that burnt down. And so they kind of picked that up and they, when I was working there, started getting into archery. So once they did that, I started learning. That's when I really dove into it and started learning how to do that. And um, then doing all the YouTube videos and learning all that stuff a little bit more and diving into that and just trial and error and learning all my stuff and my dad's bow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll like, I'll go to a local shop, purchase a bow. And then if I purchase anything through them, I'll have them set it up. 
and then if I need any tweaking or anything, I'll end up doing that myself. Um, okay. So I've done, I mean, I could do strings, paper tuning, yoke tuning, if you have one of the older bows or whatever, swap out the uh, top hats on the new Matthews or whatever you need to do. So mm-hmm. I could do that. Um, probably take me a little bit longer than a pro shop that's been doing it forever, but I can do it. So it goes though, right? I yeah. Mean, you're. It sounds like you're maybe still learning. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not by any means a professional. You're pick, but you're picking up more talent and you're growing your yeah. skill out of your passion. Exactly. Right? And and, you know, which you can you can take and, and look at like Hans and what Hans has built. Yeah. You know, West Coast Archery it's Shop. A massive and, shop. Yeah. You know the entire thing and that all stem stems from you know even prior to when he had the little shop and before that yeah you know probably starting out in his backyard and hell yeah flinging some arrows and learning and understanding and yeah it, being passionate about it and growing his passion into a tangible skill and yeah you know being able to make eventually money off making it. money and making a living off of it yeah, yeah. 100%. I, mean, I don't mind if i make money off it i mean nobody minds making money off their passion really but yeah. I love helping people, and my my buddies wanted to get into archery because a lot of the hunting that we're able to hunt places that are around houses and stuff um, in suburban areas. Mm-hmm. So you're able to hunt with a bow there, but rifles out of the question. Yeah, and so people want to dive into that a little bit more, and being able to set them up and kind of walk them through things is super helpful, and it kind of gives them another. Well, my buddy Brian got him a hobby, and the guy I went hunting with this morning, TJ, he uh, he went hunting with me. And what were you guys hunting for today? Pigs. How'd it go? We saw pigs. Did you? Uh, yeah. Public uh, land or private? Private land. Nice. Yeah, and um, we got in pretty close, 20 yards. No. And this is going to go bad. Yeah. The <laughs> one single branch. That could have been in the way. That literally just like the world's smallest branch right in front. TJ released the arrow, and it just murders that branch. That's so it Deflects the arrow, arrow, the pigs go running off. So that was at the end of the morning. That was about 10 o'clock this morning. No, uh, like 9.30 this morning. And then called in a couple coyotes. He missed uh, the coyote just low. I mean, like an inch or two low at 54 yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coyote ended up coming back after that by like 20 or 30 minutes after that. And it was 40 yards broadside. And where I was, I was ranging him for him. All right, 40 yards, 40 yards, 40 yards, 40 yards. And where he was, he was about two or three feet to my right. Mm-hmm. And there was a bush in his way. He couldn't get at that. So that Terrifying. got away but <laughs> it, was, it was a good morning yeah. I mean got out in the woods and got to fling some arrows so it was fun um, but he went out hunting with me and we were actually it was right when this whole shutdown BS went went on and we went down to uh, San Louis mm-hmm. and the night before it was open or it was saying it was open on a Friday night and I didn't even check when I woke up in the morning on Saturday and he comes over. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. It's about an hour drive, a little over an hour drive from where I live to go down to St. Louis. And uh, we get there, and the gates are all locked. And it's like, due to COVID-19, this high-trafficked area is shut down. 
However, the park across the way, the um, Pacheco Park, it is where they have all the tule oak and stuff. Yeah. The parking lot's open. People are hiking around and perfectly fine, but you can't hunt across the street, mm-hmm. from the, which is asinine if you ask me. But we decided, it was like, all right, well, at that time you only had a rifle, and then we were trying to go after pigs there. And um, ended up going into Almaden where I have that lot of land that I could hunt. And um, went in there and smoked pig, and he just got super excited about it. I bet. So he was like, I, I need to go get a bow. <laughs> I need to go get a bow. I'm in. Oh, yeah. He was all in right then. And so I think it was the week after that, um, he went to uh, archery only in Newark, picked up a new VXR, through every like everything was like threw everything on it was ready to go and then he came over the next day or the day after that we sighted it in he's just we've been shooting just having a hell awesome man dude and from he's a big duck hunter so i mean he hunts but diving into a new hobby like that is absolutely amazing but i feel like that for Die hard hunters, that's the way we go about things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, you know, it's like yeah. balls to the walls. Balls dude. deep, like, dude. You know, when we're yeah. dedicated and serious, it's game on. Yeah. And there's Hell nothing yeah. that's going to stop us short from death. No. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> he was just like, he went into it. I'm like, so what'd you get? Because I gave him a list of things that he should look at. And he's like, all right, well, I got this, this. And he's like, all right. And he's like, it's like I didn't realize how much money I was like, yeah, it's gonna the twenty five hundred bucks is usually the what initial I tell investment. Yeah, yeah, the initial investment's expensive, but if you look at it, it's like if you're aware of your shots and you're not just flinging arrows, you can reuse your arrows. So you're not just yeah, if you're not losing them. Yeah, so you just got to be aware. You just don't shoot at something that you might miss if there's no background behind it or anything. It just keeps going. You're gonna lose the arrow and. One thing I've been super proficient or aware about is when I shoot, I need to make sure that there's something relatively close behind it. Like, I'll shoot an animal if there's a tree behind it. So I can, I know I can grab my arrow if it goes through it. Or just, mm-hmm. I'm super weird about stuff like that. I like to get my arrow back. Yeah. And I'll spend I mean, an arrow is not cheap, hours. dude. No, I, I calculated it out. It's like 60 bucks an arrow for me. What? An arrow, like building it and broadhead, everything. On really it. Yeah. inserts the whole deal. Yeah. What are you building? Gold shaft arrows. So I <laughs> made with unicorn blood. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds no, about it's, right. uh, I'm shooting the Eastern Axis, the 260 spine. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a four inch wrap on it with four fletch, the max stealth veins, mm-hmm. the nocturnal. Um, Knock. Knocks. Light Just a knock. standard what insert. Color, what color light up knock are you using? So I was using green. Oh, but you switched. I strobe. I went to the strobe ones. Wait, what? They strobe. They make strobe ones now? It's like a techno disco ball on the back. Flying here. through the air. Yeah. It's green and red. Really? And they do, I think, blue and yellow. And there's a few different ones. I'd like to get a red and blue, man. Just because I'm sending police cars might. through the air. I think they might have that. But it's pretty cool. I didn't know they. I mean, I've all, so I've used no, I've used nocturnals yeah. for, you know, I couldn't tell you how yeah. long. 
I love them. They're always great. They don't affect my flight when I switch out my knobs. No. You know, they, and, which is, impri- is surprising because they're about 20 grains. Oh, really? They're, they're, they're seven. The ones I was using were seven grains. Really? Yeah. I, I want to say they're about 20. And It's either 20 or 10. For a lot of people that don't understand what we're talking about when we're talking about grains, yeah. is the more grains you add on to your arrow, the heavier arrow mm-hmm. is. The slower in flight, yeah. the, the more drop you're going to have. It and then if you want to get super technical, you're adding more weight to the back of the arrow, which is stiffening your arrow, yep. and it's going to change the flight. Yep. So 100%. you can get crazy, dive into that rabbit hole, and I did. I made that mistake a while ago, doing mm-hmm. the whole front of cinder, center and just freaking out about that. But My FOC, my FOC. Oh, my God. That's all you hear about. That's all you hear about. And then I tell people. Too I'm many like, people read too much shit on the internet, man. Yes. Too many people read too much shit on the internet. Like for me, my standard go-to for a long time was 395 grains. That was my and arrow. And that's a light arrow. That's a light arrow. But I've killed in California 13 deer with arrows like that. Yeah, I mean, and never lost a deer. That's and, impressive. And I and I and I well, it's just good shooting. <laughs> not to toot my own horn or anything but right so anyways uh i switched two or three seasons ago to 455 mm-hmm. that's a decent arrow which is i just felt better about it yeah what's um, your draw length 28 so i'm Good. not drawing I'm not you're not miles. super long but you're that's a decent draw length there yeah you uh. know i mean it's 28 28 5 i'd have to check with mm-hmm. my bow tech Hans, yeah. who <laughs> does all he's done all my stuff for me since i really dove into archery yeah 100 full throttle and seriously hell yeah um i my so my best friend and who was my hunting partner for a lot of years uh, he used to do all the bow tuning and like he brought uh, in the field bow press yeah. in case we had any problems in the field. Yeah, that's a key thing to do. And he's he's really good at it. The problem being he had two children and a wife and doesn't really hunt with me. That's I think that's my phone. Doesn't really off. hunt with me like he used to. He doesn't he doesn't have the time to spend yeah. as much time with me. Welcome to parenthood. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's why I don't have kids. Yeah. So uh, anyways, long story short, he, um, <laughs> uh, I never, I just never really dove into it. I'm not trying to get that deep into it. Yeah. That's what a, that's what a pro shop for me is for. Yeah. Because but you know enough to get by. I'm assuming. I know enough. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know enough to get by and like you're in the and backwoods I know, and need to figure something out. Yeah. If I need to figure something out, I can. Yeah. You know, so hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I kind of just really dove into it because I wanted to spend less money. Yeah. So just being absolutely able to that's so perfect example. That's why my buddy John was yeah. so embedded in it. Yeah. So I got like I got an arrow saw, I'll cut my own arrows, um, I'll fletch my own arrows, do all that, and I can do the second third axis on the sides and do all that stuff you really want to dive into i got some eye drops you want some eye drops no nah, man i think just a piece of dust flew in my mm. eye yep i felt Allergies it like smash into me crazy oh. right now yeah but yeah i mean you can dive into that stuff so crazy and like we were talking about front and center i i'd shoot 100 grain annihilators the new uh s- solid three blade heads mm-hmm. 
And my front of center is 7%, maybe. I think it's like 6.5 or 7. And people lose their minds when you talk about it like Why, that. Why, because it's not heavy enough up front? No, because everybody wants like a like a 16 to 17%. Just mm-hmm. Because, well, when you get in the, the front of center, everybody's diving in the front of center. So... What that is is just the amount of weight that you have at the front of your arrow as opposed to the entire arrow. And what that does is, specifically in lighter arrows, it helps with the inertia and just guiding that arrow through whatever it hits. But I shoot a heavier arrow. I shoot a 530-grain arrow, and um, I don't really need that weight up front. My whole arrow is just heavy so it'll go through anything mm-hmm. that i shoot at it's going 282 feet per second so the last pig i shot was 65.4 yards and went through the opposite shoulder just blew through it that's so, good yeah and, and that's what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 100%. you just, you want to have two holes in the animal, right? You want to just bleed. <laughs> as much blood yeah. as possible. Yeah. And so it, it dropped in sight. I mean, um, yeah, I have no issues with my setup right now. Mm-hmm. It flies great. Um, and I like hearing that too, because a lot of people, like we were just saying, will get wrapped up in front of center and yeah. all the internet forum stuff and in my opinion, it's a lot of the same stuff with reloading forums mm-hmm. for, you know, rifles. And See, that's another thing you'd go down the rabbit hole. I never got into we're not that. Gonna, we're not, we're <laughs> no. not even going to try to touch that one. <laughs> no. Um, you know, but, and, I, and I really like to hear that, to the contrary, you are doing what works for you. Yeah. And you're proving that what works for you is actually that, all field tested and working. I've killed, I've had... I've killed five animals with my new setup. I got the bow in December, mid-December. So you're just out slaying shit. And I'm just trying to kill anything. <laughs> kill anything you can. If you can eat it, I'll kill hey, it. Hey, man, if to kill five five animals yeah. between December and now with yeah. coronavirus somewhere yeah. in the middle Three of that. Three pigs, one turkey, and a ram that ram down in Paso. Yeah. So um, all every single one of them has been passed through. The furthest was 65.4. The pigs were uh, 35, 43, and 65.4, all pastors. Oh, wow. And the 43-yard uh, one was almost ass to mouth, oh, like wow. through it. Through it the body. Went, it was a hard quarter way, went just in front of the rear leg and out through the neck. That's a shot and a half. Yeah. It dropped it right there, too. Didn't even move. So, the, I mean, if you can get a heavier arrow flying fairly quickly, mm-hmm. it, it what's might, your draw length? It, I'm a 30 inch draw length, so I Lucky. got yeah, I got, you got an extra 20 feet on me. Knuckle dragon, knuckles, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> but so. And the funny thing is, the new Matthews, the the mods on them, I've noticed they run a little long. Mm-hmm. So, like when I purchased it, I got the 30 inch draw length, but when I shoot a handheld release. And I had it, it felt just weird way back. So I ended up having to drop it down to a 29 and a half and do a little bit longer D-loop on it to get that right feel for it. But For your anchor point? Yeah, so technically my bow is 29 and a half, but if you measure it out, 
right around 30. Mm -hmm. But, and I got the 75 pound mods and I'm sitting at, I want to say it's 75.4 or 76 pounds right now. What's your arrow flight? It's 282 feet per second. How heavy is your arrow? 530 grains. That's a heavy arrow. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Sending it. Yeah. And I now don't. Now, if you drop that down to 450. Oh, I'd be, if I dropped up to four or dropped down to 450, I'd be well over 300 feet per second. I would think somewhere around 315. Probably. And that would be a doozy of an arrow too. That would be. <laughs> That'd be a dart. That would be impressive. That would be a dart. And. See, I've thought about dropping because I can probably take the other, the Easton Act or Hex mm -hmm. or some other lighter arrow similar to that and uh, get that. But I just like knowing that I'm just going to be able to blow through anything mm -hmm. that I hit it. So, I mean, at that distance and just being tried and true and no field test. No that, reason to change it. No. Yeah. Not one bit. Yeah. And. Everybody's like, why are you shooting 100 grain? People are shooting 125 grain or whatever. And it's just, I've always shot 100 grain. I like 100 grain broadheads. They're I've smaller. Yeah, I've never needed anything bigger than that. I agree. So um, I was even talking to, um, I forgot who the hell I was talking to. It was out of Australia. The Ozcut guys? Maybe back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, when they were just starting out? Yeah, and he was like, why are you shooting 100 grains out there in California? And everyone was like, well, that's why. Just, I don't need it. But Yeah. And, and now the uh, Annihilator head, dude, that thing's, that thing's nuts. Have you seen one of those? Have you shot one of them? Um, so I've only seen pictures of it on the internet. I haven't I'll show shot you later. It. I got some. You have some right, with yeah. you? Oh, I'm pumped. Yeah. yeah. Show me they after we're done talking. punch holes, man. Really? They just leave just like like a gunshot hole wow. through it. That's kind of nuts. I mean, I'm super just stuck on using what I've always used, mm -hmm. which is... Um, Why can't I think of the rage or something? Rage, yeah. thank you. The mechanicals. So I used I used hypodermics, you mm -hmm. know, since they came out. Yeah, my buddy Matt's all about those. And and I switched over to the no collars. Mm -hmm. And the no collars did great for me last year. Yeah. Um. So I have I just it's really hard for me to leave something that's continuing to work. So I and the great thing about mechanicals is you don't have to tune, so people are always yeah worrying about that. But like you get the smaller cutting diameter fixed blades or mm -hmm. the smaller cutting diameters like just smaller heads and you get a good quality one you don't don't really have to worry about that if your bow's tuned yeah and that's the thing a lot of people don't tune their bows yeah so if you don't have your bow tuned it's going to be a pain in the ass to make your arrow fly in anyways mm -hmm. yeah. So going back, your dad kind of had you bird dogging. That's kind of how you got into hunting. Yes, right. We were going up to Hastings Island, doing mm -hmm. all the pheasant hunts. Um, let's see. Um, did that? Did some uh, turkey hunting with him when I was younger. Lots of fishing. Um, and then when I turned twelve, he actually so through Clayton's dad down Bitterwater. Um, he leased two ranchers from them. And uh, when I was in Little League, a bunch of the family members in Little League leased it, and we'd go out there, and all the kids would hunt first, and then the adults would be able to hunt. So we did that. Um, 
I was 12 or 13, took my first and only elk through someone that my dad knew out in um, Livermore, or was it Tracy area? So wait, your first elk was a Thule elk? Is yeah. that what you fuck yeah. off? Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, bull they, or a cow? It was a bull. It was a 7x7. Seven seven. Tell me you have a shoulder mount in oh, your yeah. house right it's, now. It's at work. That's yeah. awesome. It's old and decrepit. Whatever. But it's a beautiful. To start it's out. It's got that Thule elk like bowl crown on yeah. one side but to to start out your hunting career with your tule off your list if, yeah if if you're going for slams yeah like you got the hard shit out of the way man. It, it it wasn't really considered hunting really uh-huh. i mean it's it's through so it was my dad's old sales rep uh-huh and they had some um landowner tags and, I mean, we went out on the land, and we were driving around a, can- a corner, and there's this elk that's like 120 yards out on the hillside, and these two bulls were fighting. I was you want to shoot one of those? I'm like, I'm a little kid, I'm like, of course. Yeah, sure, <laughs> just shaking. <laughs> and uh, first shot, just airballed it. Uh-huh. And uh, they stopped, and they're kind of like, what happened there? And shot, hit it again. I ended up putting like two two or three rounds in it before it dropped but mm-hmm. yeah it was i think at that time it, was, it happened so quickly i didn't appreciate it as much as i should now now it's something that i thoroughly cherish mm-hmm. and i mean I'm, i've been applying for the stuff here in california and just the chance of getting that slim to none but i think it's less than that yeah it probably <laughs> is to be honest with you but if I get it, I know that I'm going to make a big, huge deal out of it and bring the kids down or whatever. Because I, um, I don't care if it's a bull or a cow. I just want the meat. And so I've been applying for the hunter-legged cow or antlerless um, archery. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's like one of the better chances out of all California. But they have a lot of opportunity down at the hunter-legged. Yeah, I actually know someone that went down there last year. His buddy got drawn for a bull and got a decent bull out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, excuse me. You're good. Um, yeah, I'd love to do that. And then I applied for the Marble Mountain Ram Hunt, which I know I'd get my ass handed to me if I actually did do that. Uh-huh. But I probably won't ever get that in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And the Marble Clippers. Yeah. That looks like an amazing time. It's a pretty fun hunt. Yeah. It's a pretty fun hunt. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Yeah. I know that I probably won't ever get it. But yeah. if you do, you should call Kika. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll hit him up. Yeah. Call Jake. Hell yeah. And uh, the, actually, <clears throat> I've been applying for the Antelope Forever. And my sister, when she was 12, got it the first time she applied for it. Really? Yeah, up in up north by Oregon. Mm-hmm. And she got a decent buck out of that. And it was on some land. It's funny because you could hunt the uh, public land that's Wait, you're up talking there. about the elk hunt? No, I'm, I'm the, I, now I'm talking about the antelope hunt. Okay. I, I, Before you were talking about the elk hunt? Yeah. Okay, so, so I was totally not thinking elk when you said marbles. I was thinking sheep. Yeah, no, I was talking about sheep then. Okay, I'm, I'm talking so about the, right what now. I've applied to. Sorry. <laughs> no, You're so good. for the elk, I haven't killed any elk other so than. So 400 legged for elk, marbles for yeah, sheep. Yeah, sheep. And then now we're talking about a big buck hunt. The antelope hunt, grass valley. Is it grass valley that's the one up in Oregon? By Oregon? 
I likely tables. Yeah, that area. Yeah. It's um Surprise Valley. Surprise Valley. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I can't remember what they It's something the like that. Yeah. But my sister got drawn for that the first year she went out. And Lucky. it's like, yeah, and she won't ever get that again probably. Yeah. But I've been applying for those. But uh, I haven't killed an elk since then. I'd love to. I'm going next year with my buddy Matt to Colorado. Really? Over the counter Over the counter archery. Nice. So he has a spot through his family friend on that he goes every, or his family friend goes every year on public land. And he goes during rifle season, but never goes during archery season. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if you're going to do archery, just try it out and let me know how it is. So we're going to go out. And try to make a week of it if I can get the kids get away watched. For a week. Yeah, get away from work and get the kids squared away. That would be fun. I haven't done a full like week out in the woods hunting. I've done camping when I was a kid because I didn't have any obligations. Yeah. Then. But now that I'm just trying to get away, like when I was doing my bear hunts, it's I'd leave Friday after work, and I'd have to be back Sunday night, Monday morning like early Monday morning and that's the longest I can do and just trying to get that scored away would just be well and I would also assume too that and especially with the, the lady you're with now it sounds like the older the kids get the more opportunity that you'll be able the more freedom you'll be able to have yeah you know with the ability of staying maybe five days yeah you know and what I mean or I just got days. my oldest boy's license too really so he put him through Hunter's Education yeah the online because California everybody did. put their kids through Hunter's Education yeah hell yeah why not yeah my buddy <laughs> called me the day after they announced it and was like I put my four year old through California Hunter's Education I was like what the fuck <laughs> and he's like yeah man I was like you're kidding right and I don't know if he was kidding or not because he never he didn't reply yeah he never yeah you know clarified but I was like, man, that that is a bummer. Oh yeah, that's a bummer, dude. If somebody put their four year old through their online oh, you're hunters education, definitely like, dude, you did not put your kid. System. Yeah, dude, yeah. like you did it. Yeah. So your kid can go bird hunting with yeah. you or go. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And like, see, I did it when I was ten. I, mine was I was like nine or ten yeah. when I did mine at Mountain Gun Club. I'm pretty sure I almost. <laughs> It's like, I wasn't paying attention. The kids at that time, they're more worried about sticking their fingers in their nose and stuff like that. It's like, it's just how it is. But he passed. He's super excited. And, I mean, the the thing that sucks about that, he's got so many more years. Not so many, but till he can actually hunt big game. Mm-hmm. So it's all going to be. The thing is, that, that's the other thing. is like, I've seen people that are young, like 9 or 10, shooting turkeys. What's the age on that? I've been confused. So I thought for it was birds, 12. No, 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 no. So, so big game yeah. is 12. I thought turkey was 12 as well for the longest time. But I've seen youth shooting them. And I've tried to look it up. Let and me I've text never message got, the department right there you now go. and ask them. I've never we'll gotten a an definitive answer. answer. We're going to get there one. There you go. Yeah. Changing lives. Yeah. First we're in a blender. <laughs> now we're saving lives. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> What was that? A nickel? Yeah, a, a I, nickel in a blender. At the, no, you're you're shrunk down to the size of a nickel. That's right. You're shrunk down yeah. to the size it's of like, a nickel. Do you stay there and wait till it goes out? And it's like no, it just goes forever. 
okay, well, I've sold the best ones, and they eventually run out at, like, a few hours. Yeah. Right? <laughs> How long is it really going to last? <laughs> but, yeah, if if he can do turkey, I'll get him on a turkey this fall. Because that would be awesome. He's He is over the moon that he could just shoot squirrels. Because... Uh, which is kind of weird here in California. A lot of people don't eat squirrels, but I love tree squirrel. I was just talking to someone the other day that was telling me how freaking amazing so gray good. squirrels are. It's so good. I've it's never... one of my favorite wild game meats. Really? Of everything. You just skin it and throw it right in there and cook skin it Skin it and I'll brine it mm-hmm. for maybe a day. Yeah. And then you can lightly bread it and fry it and just have it like chicken of the trees and just chow down. Chicken of the trees. Chicken of the trees. Yeah. <laughs> Coined. Yeah. Right now. Heck yeah. Yes. Or you can do. Um, I've done uh, dumplings. We're all doing like a goulash or like some sort of soup, and just make like a just an egg dumpling and throw it in there. Mm-hmm. And then once it's meat's done falling off the bones, you just shred it and throw it in there. But it's dark, darkish meat, like a like a chicken thigh or like no a t- minimum age. It's a beautiful for turkeys. Well, there you go. There the you world go. knows. And that is from Department of a Fish representative again. of the Department of Fish and Wildlife. All right. Well, in there the you go. California. Well, I know what I'm doing this fall. Right. That's so awesome. Thank yeah. you. That's why my that. buddy had his four-year-old do it. Yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. You're gonna ride his big wheels out there. Uh, That's her, sketchy. Her big her, wheels. Her Barbie her big power wheels, maybe. You know what? It's good that. You're trying to get your kid at that, but also, like, when it's I... It's a really d- good way to fuck a lot of other yes. hunters out of a good opportunity. Yeah. You got to be smart about shit like that. Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah. That could, be, that could go it's bad. Discouraging. It's discouraging. Well, it's, I could understand maybe helping, like, a seven or an eight-year-old yeah. get through it. Yeah. Um, and having... having taught hunter's ed- education courses although it's been and this is years back but it's been recommended against you know mm-hmm. teaching anyone under the age of like nine or ten yeah um but having actually worked with children from seven and eight year olds mm-hmm. uh, and going through hunter's education they're able to actually do it yeah you know what i mean and they, and they can read and they're comprehensive well, some are and some aren't some are and some aren't for sure the with ones, anything right I, absolutely and the ones that i've seen go through it actually have and i've seen you know i've seen nine-year-olds get higher scores than their parents yeah well on you got the to, actual written test at the yeah. end you know so it's and that's the thing but but if you scary. go to a place afterward most of the time you're you're being hands-on about things like that if you're doing it online you're not yes and so it kind of falls in the lap of the parent or the person. Well, it's a responsibility. And then you kind of wonder, is that being irresponsible? Yeah. yeah. And are they going to teach that to their children? Are they going to instill whatever. the tradition? Yeah. You know, or are they just going to say, let's go kill shit? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, my kids grown up around firearms and bows. My yeah. kids shoot bows with me and stuff like that. In the so, backyard. In the backyard. Um, I'll have my oldest boy when he comes with me tag along with his bow just so he feels like he's got something going. But <laughs> other than that. So he's enjoying it as Oh, yeah. He just are. like, well, typically I'll end up having to carry his bow afterwards because, oh, Dad, this is too heavy. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. I'm throwing mm-hmm. him a pack. But 
Yeah, I mean, he just loves it. And he just loves being able to eat all that. He loves squirrel, rabbit, all that stuff. And I told him, it's like, well, now that you have your license, you can, you can go squirrel hunting because that starts second week in September. Second week in September goes till the end of January. So it's a long season. And I got a bunch of little 1022s. Let's go out there and just way lace. Mm-hmm. Each person can get four. Mm-hmm. Got some, like, folk music playing. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to hear how loud it is with my yeah, it's with a, my air. I think we're fine now. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> I think, that, a, I think people are probably more pissed off about the airplanes that keep going by. Yeah, there's definitely some airplanes there's going. There's the airports yeah. less than a quarter mile from my house. But it's a municipal airport. It's not a... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It's all the fancy people with their planes. You know what? Actually, a lot of... Uh, G5s? Yeah. G5s, yeah. right? That's the fancy jet. The fancy, like, I'm a rapper, I own a plane kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, or, you know, I own a, a vineyard. Or yeah, oh, a, there's, yeah, around you know, here there's a lot of vineyards. Yeah, it's wine country, right? Yeah. So, it'll get a, a mix, but a lot of private jets yeah. flying and out of this airport. More power to them. Especially around July. Yeah, oh yeah. Bohemian Grove goes off in July, so. Yeah, gets a little wild. Yeah, Bohemian Grove gets wild as shit. <laughs> I've yet to be there, so I, I will never be there. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's not feeling it. No, I would love. I would. I'd probably do a lot of heinous shit in order to be um, on a list of people that get invited to Bohemian Grove. Um, are you familiar with Bohemian Grove at all? I've heard of it once or twice, but I don't really know anything about it. I'm debating on whether or not I want to go down this adventure. Yeah. Um, this rabbit hole. Basically, it is um, the richest, most powerful people on the planet. Mm. Um, all in one place at one time. Mm. Basically, having a large party with it's each like other. It's like Wall Street kind uh, of thing going on. Uh, it's like presidents and... You know, Fortune 500 owners and government officials. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a it's a pretty interesting group of individuals all in one place at one time. They kind of say that that's where the A bomb was was invented. Pretty much decided yes or uh, no. Uh, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff happens, and it's right in the beginning of July when it. When it actually oh. is like, and if you go to the property, um, you will be stopped very quickly. Yeah. You're, no one is allowed on the property. Um, you have to like do a stowaway, climb up like that lady was doing at the San Jose airport. You could climb up into the. Do you remember that? She I did it like Armstrong and Getty times. talking about that. I don't know if you listen to Armstrong no. and Getty. I don't listen to, I don't do the So radio they were talk radio out of yeah. Sacramento. It was like 6.50 and uh, AM talk radio. And they were like, I listened to them for years, but they'd always talk about the maniac lady that yeah. would somehow she scale her like way five or into six the, times, like over and the, over yeah. and over again, and would and, always break an airplane in several months. <laughs> it's like, how do you do it's that? Like five or six years ago, right? Or was I think it, it was still less go- than was that? Was it less than that? I it might have been like two years. Ago. That might have been the last time. Yeah. Yeah. This crazy old bat lady just went out there. Constantly. San Jose, right? It was always San Jose, yeah. Minetta Airport. Yeah. 
And what was sketchy was like that was the airport that I always flew out of. So it's like, <laughs> how is know. this happening? It's right? like it's you know, like check down my like, ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> protecting shit. Yeah, uh, nope. Not one right. bit. Dude, TSA is kind of a joke too. Mm-hmm. Just being like, I know some people that carried knives on with them with like big ass knives on them. Yeah. On planes, no question asked. But yeah, I've had the TSA take plenty of big ass knives for me. Yeah, I'm super bummed out that I yeah, don't get and them you, back. Yeah, you're not getting them back. No, nope. man, not you better not like that knife. Yeah, no, like this guy, he threw it in his cowboy boot every time. Mm-hmm. Just threw it in his boot, went straight through the scanner and everything with it. Hopped out on the other side, put it back in his pocket, threw really? his boots on, and kept going. Never messed with him. Not once. How about that? And I flew with him four time, four or five times out of there, mm-hmm. out of South Dakota. Not one bit. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And then if I did, I'd probably have cavity search and <laughs> <laughs> the whole nine. Right. Pull you off to the side oh, a little bit. So for California hunting, mm-hmm. back to the topic at hand. Yeah. Are, are you primarily hunting... Um, over the counter? Are you hunting A zone? Are you hunting public Mostly land? over the counter. Um, for deer, it's m- so I dove into public land really hard this year mm-hmm. for bear specifically. Um, deer, I've been pretty lucky because I my parents got thirty acres in Morgan Hill, um, which is a small lot of land, usable land for hunting. Most of it's really heard in with uh, oak and scrub oak, and it's pretty steep. Um, but there are Oh, excuse me. You're mm. good. Two bodies of water on there. One seasonal, and one is a natural spring. Um, and so there's always a presence of deer on there, and they're not big. We've seen a couple four by fours. Blacktail. Yeah, we've seen two four by fours in there, but they're super skinny, like wiry, crabby four by fours, and they're nocturnal. They won't ever come out during the day. And um, I think the biggest one we pulled off there is a two by three and maybe like 17 inches wide. Nothing amazing. But um, last year we had an issue with one of the neighbors poaching. So On your property? Yeah, we caught them on our property. Really? And um, that's been an ongoing process. We're still dealing with that. That's got to be frustrating, man. Oh, it's infuriating because... He's kind of buttering up the neighbors around us with, like, doing work for them and Honey stuff dudes. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of turn a blind eye, and we never allowed him access to our land, and we've caught him on our land. I've caught him with my own two eyes on our land, um, walking around with a rifle and uh, confronting him about it. And he's like, oh, I thought this was my property down here. and that turned into a massive fuster cluck, dude. It was just a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the other lot of land that I can hunt, that's also A-Zone. Um, it's some land that my old baseball coach manages mm-hmm. from high school. And he actually invited me there because they had a pig problem. And they were having the pigs come down and eat um, the gardens around down off the hill in the area um it was like we have so many pigs just if you could come up and shoot, shoot as many as you can and this is back when it was seven bucks for five tags yeah 
which I wish would still that yeah, way. Yeah, I wish, but it's like twenty six bucks now or something like that. Is it really? I never pay attention. Yeah, it's. I, I just say, buy everything all at once, and then I'm just like, oh, that bill is five hundred dollars. Yeah, Fuck. It, yeah. It's. I think it's twenty five and change. Or something like this. Twenty four or twenty five and change. And um, that was sixteen or seventeen years ago, and so I've had access to that land since. And um, he just have at it. Just respect the property, respect everything about it, and you're good to go mm-hmm. so there's pretty good deer there um there's a lot of deer they're not like trophy class like you're saying they're all coastal smaller bodied deer um well there could be trophy class blacktail just yes. not you know yeah so some people when they when you know when you talk about a like a trophy class sitka blacktail or a trophy class california blacktail or yeah Columbia, yeah exactly you know it, it's such a smaller and you know it's more of like a coos deer yes exactly and then that's the other thing is like people from out of state when you think blacktail you just think california or alaska and california is or oregon or washington or whatever Mm -hmm. california is designated from anything west of i-5 is a blacktail and anything east of that is a muley but you can get some mule deers that cross i-5 because it's just a freeway Yep. and mate with the blacktail, and then you get a hybrid. Yeah. But it'd still be considered a blacktail. blacktail. And you can get some of those that are massive. Well, you know what I wonder, though, is like, so you get into around here, mm-hmm. for example, Sonoma County, Marin County, kind of run into, run into the same sort of issues similar to what you're talking about. You're mm-hmm. not finding monster bucks. Yeah. Right? You're not finding, you know, the 30-inch... The blacktail that you can find in b zone oh yeah you know what i mean and, and b zone's got some stud they got some big old ones, monsters yeah. you gotta get off the road a little bit then. you do but, for yeah. sure for sure but what what i've always found interesting is i want to know what the difference is between a b zone blacktail and a, a zone blacktail mm-hmm. and why are the genetics in these b zone blacktail so much better the antler growth genetics, I guess, if that would be the right way to say, yeah. it, or so much better than these Bay Area sort of like coastal blacktail. You know, is it the food? Is it you know the? Is it something about the subspecies genealogy? Like, mm-hmm. what is the real genetic breakdown between those two? Um, I'd really love to know. Body wise, they're different too. Oh, one hundred percent. I I mean, a, a a buck out here, a good sized buck. You're packing a thirteen pound ham. And mm-hmm. I'd say a good-sized buck out of B-Zone, you know, you're probably packing a 16 to an 18-pound ham. Yeah. And a good buck out of the Sierras, which is predominantly mule deer. Yeah. You know, you're packing out an 18 to a 20, 21-pound ham. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hate to throw it at hams, but that's kind of how I look at deers. Mm-hmm. You got the flip-flop thing Yeah, going. dude, how long is it, you know, how, <laughs> how's that ham? Is it, you know, but there, then, I mean, I also... Talk dirty me here. Talk dirty, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can look at a ham and be like, man, that ham... I could feed seven Hell or eight yeah. people. That ham I could feed fifteen to twenty, and that ham I could feed a party of fifty. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah, kind of how I break down deer legs. Dude, talking about the the flip floppy. Yeah, let's talk about it. You just do the hands, the back legs. You that's don't do it. the the front legs. Can't do it, man. We're no. gonna fucking slice well, up the shoulder a, blade. Yeah, you got a little bit up you there. Got a shoulder blade. You got a little, you got a little so, bit. So you know what? And, and I've talked about this with a with a buddy of mine, and you could technically you you could. It you would could cook do really a shoulder, quick, though, but it, no, it wouldn't cook. I mean, it'd cook until the meat's gone, but 
Like, say if you had a heavy shoulder, I couldn't sit here and tell you what a heavy shoulder is. I have no uh-huh. fucking clue. But if you had a heavy shoulder, um, you have a shoulder blade yeah. on one side and a, and a pile of meat on the other. Yeah. Right? So you baste the meat, you sear it, you take it off. Cut it. You cut it. No, Siri, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> That's totally jacked up. Right? So, right, and then you slice off yeah. the pieces of meat and then rebaste the same side and then grill that side. Yeah. Because you have no underside to grill. Oh, and yeah. You don't, you, you you don't be... want to put the shoulder on, right? Because if you put the shoulder on, you're, you're heating up the, the bottom, bone yeah. and you're cooking the underneath. And yeah. you don't want to do that. that no, that makes know. sense. So... The science. It's like you thought about this. I've thought about it, dude. <laughs> well, so, you know. Oh, God. Are we going to talk about this? I hate this. No, we don't. No, um, we don't have to talk about it. No, no, no. We will really quick. So, growing up, right? Yeah. The most important part for me has always been having flip-flops at the end of every season and being able to cook flip-flop barbecues. Hell, yeah. You're bringing everybody together. That's the thing. Right? Um, that 100%. And that's what my family has done for three generations. Yeah. You know, Um so for me, it's like, all right, how can I get more flip-flops, right? How mm-hmm. can I – and, you know, for a long time it was cool. I'm going to kill two deer a year in California. Mm-hmm. And I achieved that goal for like eight years in a row. I achieved that goal, two deer, two deer, two deer, both deer tags every year for a long time. And then it was like, well, I need more. More people want to do more flip-flops, yeah. right? All right, cool. So – now I'm going to go out of state, and I'm going to get one out of state, and I'm going to get two in California. All right, so now I need to do more. Two out of state and two in California. All right, well, now I'm going to go to a state where my limit on does is, is seven. Yeah, like Texas or South Dakota or something, yeah. you know. And and I'll go to a different state, and I'll kill as many does as I can, and then I'll also have my six – bucks mm-hmm. or not my six bucks my six, six legs quarters, yeah. from 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 the deer eight legs from the deer plus another 14 from does yeah. well now i've got 20 a year and, and you're set you're set for a little bit for a little bit <laughs> you know <laughs> until someone's like hey come do one keep, for me yeah. you know i mean it's you know we did two the other week you got i'm flying out to the east coast next week to go do some and uh is it just deer you do? Is that like your... Oh, no, I'll do... She- I've done sheep. Sheep. I'll pigs? Do- no. You can't do pigs. Yeah, because the trick... If, if, it, if the meat's not heated, yeah. if it's not cooked up past 155 yeah. or whatever it is, um, you can ask Steve Ronello those numbers. It's, They're professionals. I'm not. It's like 163 or something stupid yeah. like that. So, you you know, like, uh, I'll do... You could do beef. Yeah. Right? You can do veal leg. Anything you don't have to worry do about that's leg. eating meat. Yes. Any animal that's yes. not meat. Anything meat. that you're not, you can eat rare. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you're you're pretty good there. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's fun, man. Uh, I, I love it, dude. I really, what I'm really loving the most right now is other people that are reaching out to me that have been seeing me do it and are now mm-hmm. saving their own legs and leaving the bones in their own legs and and starting to do it with their families. That, you know what I mean? But they don't got your secret sauce. They don't have my secret sauce, but that's besides the point. That's going to be for sale here. You're going to make some? No, I've been making it and selling it. I don't know if I should say that publicly. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) Um, In mason jars. Yeah. And and, uh, 
you know, just for friends and, yeah, and whatnot, yeah. local people. My buddy will call me up, and it's so funny. He'll call me up and be like, hey, man, like, I'm at your house. You got a jar of that yeah. shit? You like, come in with a brown bag, I'm like, like bro, hood dude, on. I'm like, bro, I'm not even home. He's like, I know, but I need it. I'm going to go cook this weekend. Like, <laughs> and you mainline that? Dude, and like, <laughs> but my homies are using it on ribeyes. They're using it on chickens. They're using it in their Traegers. So it's good for literally oh, everything. Dude, it goes across the board. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that'll I'll have that for sale. I, there's been like a lot of like, do you have a Zen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toss me one. Um sixes oh i'm gonna get fucked up bro uh so i used to chew a lot did you a lot a lot if i start throwing up i apologize yeah, it's fine i'll hold your hair too <laughs> cool thanks <laughs> uh, no my my boy was like hey um my oldest boy yeah it's like you gotta stop that you gotta stop chewing and I, i'd go through like can a day really i'm like all right yeah uh the only thing, and I didn't even realize this, so I quit smoking in January mm-hmm. again, um, and I would have never noticed this unless somebody pointed out to me, because I started using Zen in January, mm-hmm. and my buddy, the other weekend, when I was on that Wishes for Warriors peg hunt, mm-hmm. was like, yeah, man, I, I used to take a bunch of Zen, but... I'd get aggro, like seriously aggro taking I noticed the flavors. It's different flavors for me. Really? And so, and I thought about it when he said that, and I was like, dude, I'm way more irritable Mm -hmm. when I, like if I go on a a day full of Zen, like I'm way more irritable than on a a day without it. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Mm -hmm. Is It's synthetic nicotine. There's no cancer warning on it, which is wonderful. Which is awesome. Yeah, but. Had some lunch in there. Good. Tasty? Yeah. A little bit octopus, you know. No, I know. Yeah. Wait. What'd you have for lunch? Octopus. Grilled octopus? Yeah. Right? You don't like... No? No, I I love, like... so good. I love squid, octopus. I love that weird stuff. Yeah. I'm all all about it. It Calamari steaks are delicious. Calamari steaks almost taste like abalone. I can't honestly tell you I know what abalone tastes like. I've had it before, but I can't remember it. Yeah. But I all I know is that you have to run them over basically to tenderize them when you catch them. Yeah, with a fucking hammer. Yeah, beat them with a hammer. Take my excursion and run them over. Mallet. <laughs> right. So, anyways, flip flops delicious. Flippy floppy. Yeah, like it. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I love like. So the guy that we used to hunt with in South Dakota all the time, his name was Floyd. He had a bison ranch out there, mm-hmm. and he lived. Well, he grew up there, moved to Los Gatos, started a trucking company for food, and made a boatload of money. But that's beside the point. He has a house or had a house in Los Gatos, and every year he'd do a wild game feed. And all his friends, whatever they harvested that year, would make a dish and bring it to the game feed, just big old potluck. I love that. And it was mayhem every year. Yeah. It was. Uh, that reminds me of my childhood. It was awesome. It was yeah. the most amazing thing. It was. I think it was either the weekend A-Zone opened or the weekend or the next weekend after that. It was right. It was in August sometime. So it's hot summer nights. He had a big old house, huge upper patio. He had people cooking, music playing, and people were just getting lit. And just partying That's my goal night. for this backyard. 
this backyard could easily so do that. That whole spot, my prison weight set yeah. over there. Yeah. That whole spot is going to be turned into a outdoor uh, gazebo patio. I like it. That's strictly. There'll be the birch barrel Traeger. There'll be a built-in barbecue. The whole deal. This backyard is huge and be perfect for it. I used to do really. I used to do like two two hundred and fifty people parties every Fourth of July. You we'd could easily do that. Back roast here. whole pigs. Yeah. Well, and we'd block off the whole neighborhood. Oh, really? You'd have yeah. the neighbors over and everything. No, well, all the neighbors, all the different neighbors in the neighborhood, everybody'd have their own party. So, oh, nice. You know, and then it'd just be like firework mayhem yeah. all night long. East Petaluma blows up for really. Fourth of July. Oh God, yeah. It's, I'll sit on my roof and watch fireworks all over. That'd be amazing. It's pretty dope. So, so, or, uh, South Bay, you can't really do that because everything's so dry in the hills and stuff. Yeah. Just forest fires. Yeah. But this backyard's meant to be partied in. Yeah. All day. So the people who owned the house before me used to have like 13 people person mariachi bands back here. No way. Yeah. Neighbors all told me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they loved it, right? They loved it. Yeah. They definitely weren't thrilled when I bought the house. No. <laughs> That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Right on, man. So what do you have cooking up for your 2020 season? 2020. So obviously bear. Yeah, I am That's going to be your big goal. That's my goal, man. I haven't gotten to bear. So do you have like a specific size of bear you're going for or are you going to go for any bear you see that's any shootable? legal bear really yeah i think for my first one and why is that uh just because i want one i want to eat one and i want to show like my kids and my lady's kind of hesitant she's skinned out bear looks like a human carcass yes it does it's that long pig kind of thing going on it's just it's a little weird i've seen them and I've had it, and I just I just want to get one. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's one of those animals that pivots people. It's like you're hunting bears. Why why would you hunt bears? Are you gonna eat it? Predator kind of hunting yeah. pivots people for oh, whatever fucking yeah. reason. And um, it's one thing that it's actually Casey's dad does not like the fact that I do it, but he respects the fact that I'll eat it and I'll actually utilize the animal as opposed to just shooting it for a rug or a skull or whatever um and that's the one thing i like doing with any of my animals i always like trying new things and eating as much as the animal that i can but i'm not i mean obviously i'd like to shoot a massive massive bear Mm -hmm. but if i had the opportunity to shoot a legal, a legal bear, it's going down. It's going down. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I'm I'm very much like. Sorry, I'm just no worries. Salivating. Everybody's like, Why is this <laughs> what's going on over there? Yeah. Um, there's like three bears that I've targeted where I hunt, mm-hmm. and I have yet. I saw one in season with my buddy Joe a few years back. And I had him pegged, and I could have sent it. And when I came to full draw, because for me, I, I, I want to shoot a really, really, really big bear. He's a massive bear. 400 plus. And I, and I had, and he was 
perfect black, beautiful bear. And I had him. And it was an uphill shot. And the sun oh. was, like, directly on the other no. side blinding me, setting. And I just, I let my bow down. Yeah. And I tried, I, like, fully sprinted to try and, like, catch up and chase him yeah. and, like, find where he was and Nothing. get a follow-up. And I just, dude, went over this little rise and disappeared. Yeah, they're they're great at ghosts, managing. dude. They're ghosts for a big, thing. yeah, and clumsy they are. Really, right. I mean, da -da 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 -da. oh my god! In the sun, it's like the, the the sun happens every day. Yeah, and you just it's just it just happened to be right there at that Terrible. perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. And like with a rifle you could probably get away with it. With a that. rifle I would have gotten away with yeah. it all day. But with a bow they're just not gonna happen. I for whatever reason refused to shoot a bear with a rifle. Um I have to shoot my first bear with a bow. I feel and you. it has to be a really, really big bear. And I just I feel you. I really wanna have that adrenaline rush of being inside of forty yards of an animal that can turn around and kill me in a heartbeat. Yeah, oh yeah. Easily. You no questions I mean? asked. And I d I don't know what that is for me. You're not an adrenaline junkie or anything like not that. Not at no. all. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Because uh, some people would be like, hey, you want that? You just want that adrenaline. But I'd really like to go and 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 hunt it and a, a brown bear or, or a grizz. Like up in Kodiak or with something? A, with a bow. Yeah. I'd really just love That'd be fun. for that sort of an opportunity. That experience would just be fun to do. Yeah. I, one of my buddies is leaving on... One in two weeks, and I was maybe going to go with him, but I got a phone call today that is probably, I think, for this exact same time, and the this will be a really fun way for me to put this. The trip that I'm going to go on instead of the bear trip trumps the other trip, so. That's perfectly fine, then. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. But... If it trumps that, then it's a hell of a trip, and I would just say fucking. Yeah, literally it. trumps. Um, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. So you definitely going to focus on bears. Bear for sure. August 15th is the opener. I have my kids that weekend, so I can't go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go the following weekend. I'm going to go up to D5, I think, mm -hmm. up where I was talking about up in Tahoe area. Um, D5 is a good hunting area. I haven't hunted bear up there. I used to, when I was a kid, I'd fish that area all mm -hmm. the time with two bears. But um, I did AO tags for both my deer so I could hunt either A, B, or D. So you didn't D. put in for any X zones? I or didn't did put you? in, no, no. no. Okay. Do you build points? Do you buy points? I don't do any deer points or anything. Oh, like okay. That. I like that, man. Yeah. For so sure, I like that. I do, because uh, I can get a deer in A zone, being that it's on private land, you can get any legal buck really and at the end of the season i'm just like i just like to have the meat so like last year my dad wasn't able to harvest anything mm -hmm. so we're still picking through some of the deer that i got last year yeah and um i just like being able to do that. i just i'm more of a meat person now really i don't don't get me wrong if i have a massive buck in front of me i'm definitely gonna shoot it <laughs> but if I have the opportunity, I'm not going to pass it up. I'm, it's not going to be like a dink, but like last season, we you didn't have any deer in the freezer come deer season. It's like, I'm just going to shoot whatever just yeah. so I can get in. So my first buck was a dink, little forky. 
I shoot milk lip bucks if I need to. Yeah. I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, they you know, taste it, just. <laughs> they do. They definitely do. You know, and, and some people knock it. Some people don't. You know, I think to each their own. Um, I mean, I've killed my fair share of dink bucks. Yeah. And I and I think that it's. You can't eat the horns, man. Yeah, I mean, you can say that, you know, but, and especially in California, our opportunity for trophy size, yeah, trophy class yeah. deer is a lot less. Out of state, I mean, it's, you'll see decent bucks all over the place. You can you can see a lot more decent yeah. bucks than. Here, especially coastal yeah. deer, they're small. For sure. And uh, I think the biggest coastal I've gone with my bows, a, a decent size two by three. Nice. But um, there's one up at the property that I've seen last year. It was a, at the time, it was a three by two, but on the two side, it had two little kickers coming out. And I was hoping that this year, maybe it'll grow a little bit longer and mm-hmm. become a three by four. So do you kind of hunt more general seasons and over the counter seasons just for opportunity to constantly be in the field instead yeah. of holding out for one tag? Or no, yeah. In California, I. I haven't done any of the draws or anything like that, so it's all either A zone or AO tags, and then just kind of. And that's just so you can have the time in the field and actually get out. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done any of the draws or anything like that. I know a lot of people that have. Um, My buddy, I mean, it's C four. I think he does, and that's a small draw, but it's a high probability of getting it. Mm -hmm. And he does fairly well up there. Um, That's like Lassen area, um, out of Los Molinos. I think. Yeah, the seasons don't get talked about much. Yeah, and there's some decent bucks out there. Yeah. Um, lots of bears as well. Um, but, yeah, so this year I just did AO for both my deer tag, did the bear, and then I applied for that elk tag out of uh, Hunter Leggett, did the the ram for the marble clippers, and um, that's I think it's Surprise Valley for the antelope. Nice. And then, hopefully, um, I think I'll find out soon if we get drawn for South Dakota. Cool. And so, um, I had a bunch of preference points for antelope and deer. And deer there, um, they do a thing it's called the West River Special Buck Tag. And anything west of, I think it's the Missouri River or whatever, you can shoot any antlered deer whether it's a mule deer or a whitetail. Convenient. Yes. And <laughs> so on the property, I mean, there's whitetail and mule deer everywhere. And just anything that you like at that time, you can shoot. And then um, antelope. And when you get your antelope tag, I think you get one buck tag and two does. Something like antelope that. Antelope is delicious. Man. Oh, man. I love antelope. Yep. I haven't shot an antelope in a decade, probably. Oh, wow. I love them. And so I'd go out there this year, hopefully, and I'd do it with my bow. Um, I haven't shot an antelope or a mule deer or a whitetail with my bow. Nice. So that's something that I'd want to really do. Yeah. Um, South Dakota is pretty open where it is. It's um, it's in a town just outside of Lemon, South Dakota, which is like northwestern. It's on the border of North Dakota. And it's all just sweeping, rolling hills. It's not like the Black Mountains where it's all just... (laughs) It's sweeping, so it's long shots. Mm -hmm. And so I've been practicing for the longer shots, but... Right on. 
it's going to be fun. I'm hoping. What's that your effective range with the bow? Um, at the range, I I practice out to 100. Um, I'll take a shot as 70 to 80 mm-hmm. on it, depending on weather conditions. Depend, yeah, weather conditions, how the animal's standing or anything like that. But so much can go wrong from the second you release that arrow. The animal moves. I had a pig actually move on me. Earlier this year, 80 yards, dead wind, just nothing. And it was broadside, released the arrow, and it moves to feed quarter away, and I hit it right in the haunch. Oh, and uh, ran up, got another shot in at 70, was the closest I can get to it. Ended up shooting a little high, and it got away. Couldn't find it. I looked for it for like two hours. Couldn't find it. Come back. This was on the private property. Come back. That was a Sunday. Come back on a Thursday. Found the same pig still alive. And it was in, able to get into 35 yards and harvest it. That really? Time. Yeah, I was able to get it. Follow-up. Lost. Yeah, redemption. I actually have that. It's redemption, my little highlights on one of my <laughs> uh, um, Instagram. But um, it did get infected. Um, I lost a little bit of me. I lost most of the left front shoulder. And part of the backstrap on that from the second shot. The ham was actually pretty good. I lost a little bit of meat, but nothing bad. But nice. I was able to get that one. I felt <laughs> really good <laughs> after, after that. I was like, all right, no, I, I feel good about that. But it's like when you miss or you hit an animal and it gets away, and it's pretty crappy feeling. Yeah. I don't like that feeling. Yeah. So don't feel as bad being that it's a pig if that's kind of bad but like deer and stuff like that you feel even more or i do at least um being able to get that and squared away was awesome though Um, right on yeah right on man well thanks so much for coming down hell yeah i appreciate it you know sorry i was a little late coming Dragging out of your this, feet a little bit coming out of the sierras and that's all right you know i'm, I'm glad no one will blame you no I, one wants to come back to no, this no dude it was nice being out of town for for a little bit of off grid i think every single human being wants to be off grid right now probably it'd be a nice thing to be it was funny is coming back into service and everybody just showering all this crazy mayhem shit on me that's going mm. all on going on all You're over and like, like because I, I think no you missed all the riot. The riot started after you'd left. Yep. Right? Yeah. And then you get back and you're like, what is yeah. going on? Yeah. And then somebody else was telling me that Anon released some crazy shit. And no. All kinds of just mayhem going on. Yeah. yeah. They were shutting down the freeways by our house. Right really? in. They're blocking 101 down by our house. God damn, man. Yeah. They're... Um, setting cars on fire a whole bunch of stuff jesus it's mayhem yeah right on man we'll yeah. we'll wrap it up there and we'll figure out what we're gonna do with the rest of the evening and sounds and good thanks for coming man right i appreciate on, man. it thank you thanks for tuning in to the show folks if you'd like to check us out online our website is www.theflipflopguide.co you can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website 
Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.